previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, what's your follow-up question with that, with the Darrens? There were two Darrens. Oh, yeah, and Bewitched. There were two Darrens. Original Darren or second Darren? Original Darren. Yep, Dick York. So there you go. All the way. Now Which you- he actually wasn't the original Darren. I think Dick Sargent was originally supposed to play Darren from the start. Something happened, brought in Dick York. Then he, I think, got sick, sadly, brought in Dick Sargent. This. Are you taking but- notes on this? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Another jam-packed episode. Jam-packed. Now, when we say jam-packed, we've used that before, but really jam-packed today. I feel like we keep one-upping ourselves. We try to, at least. (laughs) But we are going to start with a quick email, okay? Okay. All right. This is from Bill Isaacson. We haven't heard from Bill in a while. He says, have you heard anything about the Loyal Littles Fantasy Football League this year? I got the email about the new commissioner, but crickets since then. <gasps> now, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus oh, no, and identify no, no. the new commissioner. But just in case, the Loyal Littles podcast is always here for you, Littles. Okay? So we're assuming that's happening, and we will push that, and we will have said commissioner on maybe sooner than later. But in the meantime, please welcome back to the podcast for five mediocre minutes, Mr. Patrick Smith, a.k.a. Smitty Scoop. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, pleasure's course. ours. Now this is kind of amazing. We've, I think, I've seen you more than my family this summer. Yeah, this is, this is, we got to see you three times. I think this so we jingle uh-huh. fest, the wedding, and then summer, summer of littles because you came up. Yeah, so, it was, it's been a good summer. Yeah. yeah, it's been a great summer. So now here's the thing. So we have a big announcement, and that's why we're bringing you on. Okay, now we are still, and as far as I know, Roxy is too. We're still participating in the loyal littles fantasy football group. If the commissioner will let us back in. Right. We're assuming we're going to be right. invited back in. We're not sure. But just Absolutely. as a backup, if said commissioner throws us out for whatever reason, <laughs> or there's just not any room, you approached us with a, a new idea. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to, well, we're going to let you introduce this. We have a big okay. announcement. Go. Well, should we call it the Loyal Little Podcast League? Yes. The Loyal Little and- Podcast Fantasy Football League. We are doing this as well. It's a different game, which Patrick will get into in a second. So we're not going to try to, we're not directly competing. No. This is something a totally a little different to give the Littles options. Also, if you didn't get into the, because there's only a certain amount of teams that they can accept. So if you're really a diehard or you didn't get into their league, Come to us, and Patrick, why don't you go into it? Because Patrick is the commissioner of our league. I, there, I said it. The Loyal Littles Podcast. Uh, because I have no time, and he volunteered. So that's how <laughs> I became commissioner. I don't commissioner. know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, Patrick, go into it. This is actually, okay. it seems like a lot of fun. Okay, it's what's called a guillotine league. Oh, love it. And there's no head-to-head matchups. I'm hoping we can get all of the uh, Loyal Little Podcast co-hosts. So we get Tiny Chuck and Simon and Ritz yeah. involved. And the way it works is each week... Whoever finishes last is eliminated. All of their players are released and can be bid on as free agents by all of the remaining teams. Interesting. So basically it's one and done. Yeah. Talk about regulation. Uh-huh. Somebody's out in the first week. Yeah. yeah. You're done. And there's two options we have that we have to decide on before we start the season is do we go down to a final four? And then in that, that would be after week 14. And then you would have the final four remaining teams play each other over a three-week period, have a cumulative winner. Or do we just stick with the last man standing and just keep going, limiting one after each? Well, we've got time to think about that. But those are the two options. Everything else is is set up. If you want all of the nitty-gritty, you can go to guillotineleagues.com because that's the website that runs it. Okay. 
Yeah, it's basically as simple as I described. And you just do your normal like draft like we always do, right? Right. We set up a, a time, we do an online draft. Yep. They actually specify the rosters. It's one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, and two flex players. There's no defense. There's no negative points. And all you have to do um, is not finish last every week. Not finish last. Doesn't yes. matter how many times you come in first for the week, right? That has no Correct. meaning whatsoever. So well, even- there's a slight meaning. Oh, okay. In the unusual event of a tie. Gotcha. Okay. The tiebreaker will be cumulative points. Oh, okay. So you do still but, want to do great every week, but to survive, you just have to not come in last. Right. And so for the case of Roxy, like if you didn't get Tom Brady in the draft, <laughs> I don't know. all you, you have to her. do is wait for the person who had Tom Brady to lose, and then you can pick Tom Brady up because then he becomes a free agent. Right. right. Okay. Now, okay, so throughout this whole thing, it's been back and forth between the two of you. And all I've wanted to say is, shut the front door. <laughs> this sounds so easy. You just pick people and then... Not come you, in last. Not basically. come in last. And if you don't come in last, you get to pick up more people. Yeah, or different people. Or different people. Or you can keep your same team. Right. You know, you but you have, have to, more but... options. This right. sounds so easy. Right. And then you, can, uh, you guys can update each week. Yeah. Depending on when you record, you can be like, well, going into Monday night, unless Sully gets 27 points, he's going to be eliminated. Oh, wait, wait. We have to let Sully in this league? <laughs> Well, it's your league. You do oh, whatever you want. Okay. All right. All right. Well, all right. The, the ju- we'll jury's still out it. on that one. Just kidding. All are welcome, Littles. This sounds like a lot of fun, and it is completely different than the Loyal Littles Fantasy Football League. They have like three divisions in theirs. Theirs is yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. We're rookies. We're just starting out. We're just starting out. We're going to see how this goes. Yeah. But this was something you approached us with last year, Patrick, actually after the season started, and it sounded like a lot of fun. We just never got it off the ground. So we want to make sure we get it off the ground this time, give Littles more options, and then more importantly, because there might be people who want to play that can't get into the Littles mm-hmm. Fantasy Football League because there's so many people. The, on- yes. the only other thing I can say, Littles, any of you out there that join, if any of you pick Tom Brady, you're pow the, to the, the moon. You're on the shit list. <laughs> just call it what it is, Roxy. They're on the shit list. You just root for the team with Tom Brady to lose. Hey, you there go. you go. Right. There but go. what if they don't because it's I, Tom Brady? I'm going to go on a limb unless they're just being kind of jerkish, which is fair. Which uh, now that I say that, uh, it's probably going to happen. No, I, I feel like Tom Brady's <laughs> going to be there for your first pick. I, I think you're going to be okay with that one. I mean, one approach to this league is to look at only the week one schedule. Yeah, yeah, right. And try mm-hmm. to pick people who do the best week one because there'll be good players available you can pick up week two. Right, true, exactly. True, Yeah, Patrick, this sounds like a lot of fun. We really appreciate you heading this up for us. Yes, so. you're the commish. So. Yes, right? absolutely. So, yeah, so anyone who's interested, yep. hit me up on Twitter at Smitty Scoop. Send me a message. Let me know. We're technically limited to 18 players. Okay. So between Chuck, Roxy, and me, that's three. Mm-hmm. We definitely got to get Tiny Chuck and Ritz and uh, Simon in on yeah. this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I'm, so I, but listen, listen, if we get a lot of positive feedback from this, and if we have to, we'll go down to one for the Loyal Littles podcast. Yeah. If we have to, oh, get, to let more okay. Littles in. Yeah, Well, absolutely. you know, I mean, if more people want to play, I'd rather... We could do a joint yeah. team. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Let's see how much interest there is, and then we'll take it from there yeah. and see how many teams we'll have in. Real quick, so you gave them the Twitter address, and as always, you can hit us up at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com, and we'll make sure we forward that to Patrick or whatever. So just get in touch with us, yeah. one way or the other. Well, I'll be in touch. Tweet Patrick, email us, tweet at us. We'll, oh, that works for sure, yeah. Yeah, we'll get it all together. Maybe we'll wait for Sully to get his thing going and find out when their draft is so we're not stepping on any toes since we're like <laughs> new to this. So that's not the intent. I mean, maybe upset Sully a little bit, yes, not to step on toes. So 
All right. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for coming on. And this is kind of exciting news. We're really excited. Hopefully this will be a fun thing. And, you know, who knows where it'll go. There might be prizes. I don't know. Might be. (laughs) Roxy, there's definitely. Oh, (laughs) did we not lead with that? Littles, if you play our game, there's definitely prizes involved. Yeah. Definitely prizes involved. What those prizes are, we cannot say. Oh, they're mediocre at best, (laughs) but we have prizes for sure. Well, definitely a prize should go to whoever gets eliminated week one. Oh, I'm yeah. Afraid, For being I'm afraid a good that sport. could be me. So. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. It could be us. So, yeah. Patrick, real quick, how's your summer going? Everything going well? It's your Is it your daughter's birthday today? It is. How, how's that for feeling old? I am now the father of two teenagers. Ouch. Whoa. Ouch. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> it, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It makes yeah. you. Well, happy birthday to your daughter. Yep. And yeah, it's been great seeing you and uh, hopefully we'll do it again. So we'll be in touch soon, though, obviously, and we'll get this thing off the ground and we'll figure out when the draft. You said it probably over Labor Day weekend, usually, right? Yeah, that makes the most sense. Right. Okay. But we'll make sure it doesn't conflict with the other drafts that the loyal littles are doing. Or y'all just have a bunch of different devices for a bunch of different drafts. <laughs> no, I can't, do, I can't do that. So Roxy could draft three teams at once. Yeah, yeah probably. Oh, absolutely. She just needs to look for Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. <laughs> She's all set. So, All right. Thanks, Patrick, for coming on. We really appreciate it. All right. Bye, guys. All right, Roxy. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. New league. I'm ready for it. I mean, I have a feeling I might go out in the first round, but you know, it is what it is. That's well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to have Tom Brady. So (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Let's get to our a couple other emails and then we'll get out of here before our great meet the littles guest. We heard from Lee Gordon. Now, this was interesting. He says, I would like to have gone on Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, but I couldn't because I worked for Merv Griffin. However, I am the voice inside these old games. Now, I forgot Merv Griffin basically has his name on everything, and you're right. You you can't be associated with that. He sent us a picture of these. He is the voice. Now, I'm so curious because I feel like I've played these. They're those handheld games, The handheld games. Mm -hmm. One is Jeopardy Remote, America's favorite quiz show, it says. And then the other one is Wheel of Fortune Deluxe. Now, these are like handheld electronic games. Yeah, they're like before Game Boy came out. Yeah. 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 Well, they still make these, you know, if it's for a specific game or. Right. I used to have one for soccer. I I used to have one for. I think I had the Wheel of Fortune one. I had one for football. I had one for baseball. Yeah. How neat is that, though? So he's the voices on those, so he could never go on Jeopardy. So I guess he probably never even took the quiz to see if he could make it on the game. Right. I'm assuming. So interesting. All right. And then lastly, we heard from Bob Walsh. Speaking of Lee Gordon, he says suggestions for five mediocre minutes with at Lee Gordon voice. Ask him to talk about the five favorite voiceovers he has ever done. Or because I think the hosts hold back on this. He's talking about you and me. (laughs) He would like to hear Lee, Chuck and Roxy discuss the three most famous people with whom each has had a meal with. Hmm. Now, that would be a little interesting. Now, just for the record, we already kind of had Lee Gordon's. Five mediocre minutes set up and ready to go. But now this opens a whole nother door. So yeah. maybe we might have to do two separate. Right. Because we thought it might be fun around the holidays to, you know, see what Santa's up to. Okay, but that's not Lee Gordon. That's Santa Claus. Yeah, but. So Sa- we have Santa Claus come on and then we have Lee Gordon ah, come on. Okay. All right. But okay. I did think it would be fun to have five mediocre minutes with Santa. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know what you're saying. But Roxy, I feel like this is like. It's five again, and like, no, I'm not supposed to tell you that Lee Gordon is actually Santa. No, but okay. (laughs) Okay, you just spoiled it for all the littles. Hello? They're not 10. It's okay. Okay, but Lee Gordon and Santa Claus. In the same room at the same time. How is that possible? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Listen up, you guys. This is Ed Butt, formerly of the South Side of Chicago. He's listening to Chuck and Roxy on the WTFC Podcast Network. They live in New York, you know, up there by Central Park. God, 
Sean Morrissey could do that so much better. episode by a good friend of the podcast emily danger and this song is called trade-off now if you like what you hear you can find emily stuff all over the place soundcloud bandcamp itunes just search emily danger if you want to follow her over on instagram it's at emily danger and on twitter it is at emily danger band and then the best place to find all her stuff is on her website which is emilydangermusic.com and as always we'll play the full song trade-off at the end of the podcast All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, another fun one from Ohio. Yeah. We, we love our Ohio friends. We do. So please welcome to the podcast, Ted Keniston. Hey, Ted, how's it going? Good. Chuck and Roxy, how are you guys doing? It's a pleasure to have you here, sir. As you know, you've heard some of our episodes. We just turn it over to you. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. I'm Ted Keniston from Cincinnati, Ohio. Born in Chicago, grew up in Columbus and Cincinnati. And then went off to the wilds of Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin in Madison for college because I it wasn't cold enough in Ohio. Right. <laughs> but I needed beer and cheese, so I had to go to the source. Yeah. Went to the right place. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then uh, went to Chicago for a little bit after work, after school, and then I ended up back in Cincinnati. I met my wife, and I've been here for 30-some years. I've been married for 30 years. All so, right. Cool. Excellent. Well, let's piece some of this together. First of all, sure. if, if they are loyal listeners, they know that one of my all-time favorite in Madison, Wisconsin up on the list. Madison and State College, Pennsylvania, mainly because mm-hmm. they're college towns, mm-hmm. but Madison, there's nothing like it. The Oscar Mayer Performing Arts Center, it used to be something before that. Yeah, the lady that owned, um, that, that started American Girl Dolls, she's the one that gave yes. the money for that. Oh, yeah. yep. love American Girl Dolls. <laughs> yeah, Pleasant Field, I think is her name. Oh, okay. okay. Well, Madison was con- one of the greatest college towns I've ever been to. It's so much fun. Yeah. Now, what was your major there? History. History. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's it's starting to piece together because see, Littles, we've got the form. He kind of filled out the form here. Yeah. So we're almost kind of dealing with a minor celebrity here, if I may, sir. Oh, geez. Uh, but we'll get there. <laughs> and history makes sense a little yeah. bit because of what mm-hmm. else is on the form. So what made you want to go into that? Was that just something you had an interest with from when you were I a kid? Had a knack for it. Oh. Uh, I was like in the state of Ohio, they have back then they did state achievement tests for various subjects. And I finished second in the state in social studies. And I finished like sixth in the state in history. So they won't even get you a cup of coffee, but it was, it was nice at the time. Yeah. Yeah, But it also kind of, I had such a hard time with history. Yeah. Dates and I loved uh, it. It was hard to keep things straight. You know, here's the thing now for Chuck here, I love it. This might sound stupid, which 
probably will. I like it in person. I love observing history in person. Now, what do I mean by that? That's why Washington, D.C. is one of my favorite cities. Yeah. I love going to the monuments. I love reading all about all the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I love witnessing it in person. Does right. that make sense? Yep. Instead of I just like reading it in a book and you looking know, at pictures. I kind of, agree 100%. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at, too. I'm, a, I'm very visual. Right. Like, I need the visuals. I need the examples. And reading stuff it kind of just goes in one ear out the other you know what i mean yeah one time roxy that old time baseball i used to play yeah they actually played a game at gettysburg which i oh wow that was the one i regret i did not make it to that game yeah because you know it's a travel team it depends on what you're doing at that time Mm -hmm. that would have been really cool and that episode of the office right when they go So he's, you know, I just always thought that would be a cool place to go visit. So maybe we'll have to do that someday. I had that experience at Stonehenge. Oh, cool. okay. Yeah, it was just st- standing there in front of whatever the hell it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and um, it was kind of eerie, almost. Mm-hmm. Yes. But no, I agree with Roxy here. Like just opening a chapter of a history book and reading about I can't Gettysburg, process it. I'm like, the same eh, way. doesn't yeah. do it for me. Mm-hmm. But actually getting there and then I'm like all in and I mean crazy all in. Like that's why when I go to D.C., I'm just like so yeah. immersed in so many things. Yeah, we had a great uh, time. Yeah. We're going there in a couple, a couple weeks, actually, over, over Labor Day. Oh, oh cool. great. Great. So now, yes. if you don't mind, what do you do now? Are you a teacher? Like, what? how did you no, use history? I, I'm a manufacturer's rep. Oh, okay. I sell components to the automotive industry. For, oh, nice. Uh, like air conditioning, parts for the air conditioning systems, parts for the radiators. We sell the companies that make those for GM, Chrysler, all that, some of the, tra- the transplants as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, how did you get into that? Well, my father. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's been doing it forever. Gotcha. Uh, so it's friends. like a family thing. Yeah. He had, he had some room for some underqualified dead weight. So I filled that slot. <laughs> okay. Did you say underqualified dead weight? Yes, I did. <laughs> but look at you now. How long have you been there? I've been in this over 30 years. There you go. There you go. I wow. would not call that underqualified dead weight. Right. <laughs> Maybe at the beginning, but, but you learn fast, right? You know, I, well, that's what they say. So I hang it on for dear life for 30 years. Now, I'm going to announce this now. We're not going to call it a bury the lead moment, but we're going to save some stuff on the form for later on. Mm-hmm. After, So mm-hmm. I'm going to jump around a little bit. Let's sure. find out how you became a little. How did you start listening to Tony? It was back in the ESPN radio early on, and then he was on just terrestrial radio, right? And I would listen to him on the, in my car, and then he would go away for the summers, and Monday night football changed his schedule around, and then he went back over to local for a while. And I finally found him online back in the original podcast days and then following him ever since. All right. So now this is what I meant by jump around. On your form, you kind of were bragging, I think, which totally acceptable and totally warranted. You got to have lunch or dinner with Gary Braun. Yes, I did. All right. So talk about that. How did that happen? Well, I was listening to the show one day, probably a Wednesday, maybe, maybe a Thursday. And he said he was going to be in Cincinnati for the weekend. Ah. And that's which is where I'm from. And I I sent him a message. It must have been on Twitter. I sent him a direct message on Twitter and says, hey, if you're in town, let me buy you a beer. And he responded. So unlike him. Free beer? So unlike him. I spoke his language. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I remember at Jingle Fest, he felt so bad. But I was like, no, I I have to buy it. Because he was our first as we say, right. the first big that, first big. that yeah. said he would come on the podcast and we are indebted. To him. So, of course, I'm like, bro, you got to let me buy you. He's like, I just he's like, all right, go ahead. Buy me. a beer. <laughs> <laughs> he did say he goes, I feel really bad accepting this. He's like, 
He goes, all right, if you really... And I was like, no, l- let me buy you a beer. And such a nice guy. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. And so that's so great that he does that. Tell this he up loves the Littles. He was, yeah, he loves the Littles. Mm-hmm. And he said that whenever I'm traveling, I'll just put it up there and blah, blah, blah. And I used to do that when I was touring, but nobody replied to me. Yeah, but <laughs> nobody knew you I know. Then. No one knew me. No one knew who Chuck... <laughs> there was no Chuck you're, you're back no. then. And your, four fo- your four followers. Right? Yeah, yeah right. right. I was like, "Hey, I'm playing such and such city. Where where are all the like, littles yeah, at?" Yeah, okay, good it, luck with that. Not even that. It was cricket, <laughs> cricket, cricket. No one replied. So anyway, okay. So now, where does your fandom lie? I'm assuming you've been in Ohio most of your life. So oh yeah, I'm a Bengals and Reds for sure. Okay, cool. And then and then Wisconsin for anything gotcha for, for, for uh, university of wisconsin for yep anything, yeah. of course cool. yeah. yeah so i'm a long-suffering Bengals fan well I finally got a, a bit of relief this yeah year. a bit mm-hmm. yeah. hello you were in the super bowl yeah yeah that's pretty yeah, cool was, some of us haven't 5, had a 000. taste of that for a long time and you're you're red sox fans but you're not no i'm patriots fan. no i'm she is i'm a patriots fan i'm a saints yeah. fan so yeah. look i'm good <laughs> we got our one that's all you know look once in a lifetime i think is a gift yeah i do all these people that have like tons and tons of championships. Yeah. Like, uh, like Patriots fans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I Not do. so much anymore. <laughs> so I'm good. Even my NBA team had a great run. Yeah. I mean, they were a dynasty for a while, too. So I'm good. Like I said, I mean, sure, I always want the Red Sox to win. I always want, the, you know, I always want my teams to do well. You at least want to see good games. Yeah, but I just yeah. even mean, even if... You don't want to see saying, 23 got... to 4. Right, of course. <laughs> but, Roxy, why are you even bringing that up? I'm we always did. happy when we're, when we're relevant past October. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. right. So. Okay, well now, I'm guessing, because we did find out off air, you are friends with Tony Beeson. Have you ever been to a Jingle Fest or a Summer of Littles and stuff like that? I've been to every summer of Littles they've had in Cincinnati, which has been two, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah and, and actually, Tony was joining me when we met Gary. Oh, oh awesome. excellent. For a second there, I thought you met Tony Kornheiser. That's funny. <laughs> no, yeah, My no, brain yeah, went yeah. there. I was like, you were like, <laughs> no, actually, never... Tony was at one. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I've never been to a uh, Jingle Fest, but I've been to the summer of Little stuff. Okay. But, um, well. Yeah, Gary said to put out a, on the Facebook page for people who would come hang out. And uh, so Tony came down, uh, Tony Beeson, and then um, the piano man, Todd Takei, drove in from uh, Lexington. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yep. that's driving worthy. Yeah. yeah. Now, you said you'd never been to Jingle Fest. Now, Roxy mm-hmm. and I can attest. We, you, we'd heard for years. If you can. Try to make the trip. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. It's so, so worth it. So much fun. We've been hearing for years, and we really tried two years ago before COVID, and it just didn't work out. Now, have you ever been there? Did you ever get to chatter and stuff like that? No. Okay. No, no, no. It was, uh, I think it was in D.C. before chatter opened. But okay. I was, I was, uh-huh. I was a fan, fan of the show. Yeah. But uh, I tried to get to go, go to the Palm, but my wife said no. Really? Palm's <laughs> nice. All right, Ted. Now, let's get to the forum a little bit, and then we're going to tease the other section, the celebrityism <laughs> of it. Okay. Uh, but you did put down Broadway nerdism. Now, that's right up our alley. Oh, obviously. yeah. So what does yeah. that mean exactly? Well, I mean, I came to it later in life. My uh... Wait, wait, wait. I, I just remembered this. Now, okay, so here's the story. Littles, we were texting months ago, you and me, on Facebook. I completely forget. Roxy doesn't know any about I this. I don't know anything. She doesn't know. You've actually seen Roxy perform on wait, stage. Really? Yes, he has. I forgot about this. Okay, so now it's all making sense. Go ahead. I just thought Roxy <laughs> should know that. Go ahead. What, sh- what show did I see her in? White Christmas. Oh, yeah. We played the Arnold. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's and right. And you said yeah. you saw that. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were both in there. In Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. I just saw the band's visit. Excellent. Good friends of ours yeah. are on that. Did yep. you like it? Yeah. 
I saw it on Broadway with almost the original cast. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. And the guy who came in for Tony Schlub, who I have name escapes me, is actually in the touring company, too. Oh, cool. excellent. Excellent. And we, by chance, we're not stage door Johnny's or anything, but we ran into him on the sidewalk outside the theater afterwards and said, loved your work, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, that's great. That's great. Excellent. Yeah. All right, so go back. Now, it's your Broadway nerdism. Is what, what exactly? You're just a big fan, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, um, it came from it. My daughter was performer and my wife's a Broadway fan and and now I'm deep into it I know what all the shows are I watch the Tonys I, and it's for somebody who's always been sports and whatever it's it's uh, I'm almost like that with Broadway now so yeah. it's kind of, well not the band's yeah. visit but when you see a show like well the ensemble of White Christmas or yeah. I'm trying to think of it of course I mean uh-huh. you realize they're athletes yeah I mean that's oh yeah yeah it's a sport we're working <laughs> hard up there <laughs> essentially and the Arnoff is such a great great facility I mean it's such a beautiful space and it, especially backstage, that's the best part. It's just the Is great. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dressing rooms are great. Yeah. There's a great dance studio back there mm-hmm. for like rehearsals and things like that. Mm-hmm. There's lots of space for musicians that have egos, if I may. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm one of them, but actually the pit is actually pretty high up. So we are in the orchestra pit, but if you're in the front two rows, you can, you can totally see everything in yeah. the pit, which to me is always exciting. There's a lot of times where if it's a show I'm not sure I'm going to like, I'll try to sit as front like front row if I can so that I can actually watch the musicians instead of what's going on on stage. <laughs> yeah. But that's just me, you know, and a lot of times if you look behind you, a lot of times people in the audience catch me like looking back and they're like, "What the hell are you doing, man?" Yeah. Well, you do that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, "What?" Well, because on the balcony, now maybe not at the Arnoff, on Broadway, this is how they do it. On the balcony, they hang TV monitors of the conductor cam. So that the people on stage. So that the actors can see the conductor without having to like stare down at their feet practically. Yeah. Because he's down below. Mm -hmm. So they can just look out at the audience, but yet still see the conductor so they can watch him and do the show properly. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've noticed that in in Broadway before. Yeah. So a lot of times if the show's not doing it for me, I'll just watch because I'm a a conductor. So I feel like I'm getting a free lesson from a Broadway conductor or something or what not to do usually, right. you know, kind of thing. Cause it's like, sometimes I'm like, God, thank goodness. I'm not in this orchestra pit. Cause I could never follow this guy is what I'm a lot of times oh, thinking. A lot of them do it but for show. Yes. That's the other thing. Like they yeah. rehearse it. I think a certain way. And they've done it for so long that the and band then, doesn't really even need to see them or whatever. Right. Or, and same thing with right. the cast. It, yeah. It was in the 11th, 11th month of a production. Like right. Probably don't even, so know. it sounds like you get up to New York a lot. Is that true? Well, the, the plan was to go every year, oh, and, okay. but then COVID got in the way. Yeah, right, sure. Right. What is your favorite show? My favorite show of all time is Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah, that's a great okay. show. Yeah. And we, we saw it with original cast with Ben Platt. Uh-huh. And it was uh, just moving. I mean, it's yeah. not I – mean, I know your, your classic Broadway folks probably th- have issues with form and stuff, but I enjoyed it very much. And probably next is probably Miss Igon. Oh, wow. Well, Chuck's yeah. been on that one a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you saw me. Uh huh. You, you probably didn't see me conduct because I was the associate. I only conducted, I think, one or two performances at the Arnoff when we were there. But maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's beautiful, and the sets are just yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Depending yeah, on so. which tour, yeah, and which show, you, yeah. yeah you, <laughs> which, well, no, no, which, because there's two which different budget. <laughs> yeah, there's right. different versions. Well, I got to be honest though. I liked first tour I did. The second tour, we actually had the helicopter. The first tour, we had the projection. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought that was really cool because, you know, when you have the prop, 
And that's what it is. People are like, oh, you didn't see the real. I'm like, it's not a real helicopter, people. <laughs> but anyway. That's right. It's, it's, just, not, it's not a real boat in, in, in the King and I. Right, right. right. But, right. you know, when the helicopter comes in, it just comes in, sits down, and goes up. Right. You know, it just it's goes down and up. It's a prop. But with the projection, with the way the sound was, the sound design was, so the helicopter was coming from behind the audience. And the way the speakers are set up and the sound design. So it sounded like it flew in over the audience's head flew in and then you saw the helicopter like fly in and then actually turn around now this is obviously a projection on it's like you're watching a movie yeah but then you saw them like actually it looked like they were getting in the helicopter the helicopter even like bounced a little bit when the weight of the people getting in it was all timed out really well and then it actually flew back out over the audience is what it perception which was very cool i thought and then you can play in any theater it doesn't matter what the Yep. Specs right. are because a lot of the theaters couldn't hold the actual prop. Well, that was like with White Christmas. We had certain theaters we'd go to, they would call us on stage before to our first show we to cutting. say, Hey, we have to cut this set piece yeah. or this prop or whatever because we don't have the space in right. this theater to use it. So, this is how we're going to work around it. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we might get into some more of that, but let's take a quick break. You're, you're coming back because we got some really cool things to talk about. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. Hey, everybody. This is George Mallet. You are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we are so lucky to have Ted Keniston here. We've just got so much more to get into on this form. Yep. Hey, wait a minute. I got a question for you both. What are your favorite shows? Oh, okay. Um, well, 42nd Street. All right. Yours is easy. Mine, it's tricky because it depends on what... Uh, I'm just going to go back. When I was in college, I was an Evita freak. Yep. Absolute oh, yeah. freak. Yep. Again, which is interesting because it was a historical type show to the point where I always thought there should be a sequel. I dove so far into that show as far... I just thought the subject matter was so interesting. And I know it seems like who would be dumb enough to write a show based on her life? But it was so intriguing to me, especially with what happened after she died. Yeah. With what happened with the body yeah. and how it was oh, moved. They, they, propped, they propped her up and everything? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's some reports that this Che character, you know, from the show, we assume this is what he's based on. But there was a reporter, a news reporter, that actually saw in the window of Perone's mansion where his, se- his next wife, Isabella, there was a time where the, they had the coffin laid in the dining room table. And he would have Isabella climb on the coffin and lay on top of Ava Perone's coffin to try to soak up her energy. That's now weird. again. That's, that's whole levels of weird, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's what I mean. This, this whole was, story gives me the heebie-jeebies. It so. was so intriguing. I've actually tried to make her watch some documentaries like, oh, on it. She's like, so, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, because there's also, I mean, obviously, if there was a sequel, there's I'm giving it away. I did have this idea, and I thought it would be great because obviously her brother and sisters would be big characters in the sequel because they're in Evita, but it's very brief. I don't know. I just think it'd be very interesting. But anyway, that's the long story of my favorite. I mean, there's many scents and there's many more. It just depends on like, there's different kinds and styles and stuff like that. No, me, it's always 42nd Street. Well, I get it. It's the best ensemble show ever created. Oh, it's great. And Was that the one where uh, Matthew Broderick's dad died on opening night or something like that? Gower Champion, who was... Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was the director in the original production and he died opening night. But David Merrick, the producer, he knew, but he didn't tell the cast until the end and he came out at the end of the show and that's when he made the announcement. But it was the first Broadway show I ever saw when they revived it. 
And I was hooked. I'm a big tapper. I love it. It's the best. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the key. If you write the show and then you die the night before or the night of, it's going like to rent. It's, it's a hit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Jonathan Larson was oh the next gosh. one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Exactly. Same thing. But anyway, enough about Broadway. I mean, I can't believe yeah. I'm saying that, but we have so much more to get <laughs> how, into. Okay. How dare you? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now, let's talk about your game show fandom, I guess is what we'll call it. But it goes oh, yeah. much deeper than that. And this is where you being a history major made sense. So go ahead. Tell us all about these game show appearances. We have a celebrity here. Yeah, I've been on two game shows. I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire back in 2001 when Regis was the host on mm -hmm. primetime. Made it through with what they used to call the, what, the ring of fire, the fastest finger thing, and beat a guy by a hundredth of a second <gasps> and uh, made it into the hot seat. And I won $32,000, and the question was about a book that Woody Allen wrote. And to this day, I still get people who will tell me, oh, we knew the answer. Well, that's great. You know, so. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> Why weren't you my phone a friend, right? <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so exactly. but okay, so you're just saying, oh, I was on a couple game shows. All right, what's the next one? Uh, this thing called Jeopardy. This Whoa. thing called Jeopardy. Okay, so this is what I mean. These these are not just no offense. This isn't no Wheel of Fortune and Pressure Luck. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. <laughs> All right, so I used to love that show and Card Sharks. Mm -hmm. I, I hate that they're reviving them now. I wish they would just play the old ones yeah. because they don't work now. Although, what was the Match Game? Match that one game. was okay. Mm -hmm. Roxy and I yeah. would try to play Match Game, the the revived version, but that yeah. got canceled. Yeah, that's that's too. just about celebrities' personalities. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really yeah. Yep. And it's also funny to then go back and watch on the Game Show Network the old ones because oh the clues it's very dated. You know, and just how people tiptoe around certain subjects. Right. Whereas exactly. now they're just like they're letting just it all out. They're yeah. just all there. Uh huh. It's but like anyway. the old new it's like the old newlywed exactly. show. Exactly. Yes. Making whoopee. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so going to Jeopardy, how, what was that like? Now, that was back when Alex was on, I assume? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, 2006. It was the first year they had the online audition process. Oh, okay. And you take a test online, and if they, you do well enough, you get invited to a contestant search, and it was in Indianapolis. I drove over for that, and then, then took another test, played a couple of mock games, had an interview with the contestant coordinates, and then I, I promptly forgot about it because I figured the numbers were so... Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, five months later, six months later, we get a call, and it's from Sony Studios. I'm not even sure why I picked up, but uh, it was back in the days when I probably still picked up the phone most of the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was a contestant, a guy named Robert. He says, you want to come, come on Jeopardy? And I said, I tell you what, we have a cruise scheduled. Can I move the date? And, uh, and to this day, I'm thinking, why the hell did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> but he called me back and says, no, we can't move it. We didn't go on the cruise. So that was, um, oh. yeah. I hope you won a lot of money then. <laughs> I won $30,600. Oh, that's place. awesome. And were you the champion that day? Yeah, I was champion uh, two times. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, I made, I made it over to the far uh, podium or whatever. Wow. So, uh, yeah. It, wow. was, it was great. Everybody on the show was great. Uh, the, the contestant coordinators, all the contestants, it was, uh, you know, Alex, everybody thinks Alex is kind of a something, and he really isn't. He's very nice. In fact, I was on the podium. They give you a little piece of uh, like a cardboard and a Sharpie to write on in case during Final Jeopardy there's a malfunction. Mm -hmm. So when you write your answer down. Oh. And so I promptly, on the third show, took the Sharpie and wrote my name on the glass screen for when you sign in for the show. No, instead of using the electronic pen. And so the stage manager came over and said, that yeah, happens all the time. He had a Windex with him, so no big deal. But the nerves really kicked in. He's like, why in the world am I writing on the glass with, with a Sharpie? Oh, no. oh, no. That's so funny. <laughs> Just a dork. Well, but it's their fault. Why would they hand you a Sharpie? You know, why, why would they even give it to you? 
I don't know. It should be like off to the side or behind you well, or something. Yeah. Where if we can't if see. it had been the first day, it would have been on them. On the third day, it's probably me. You know? That's true. <laughs> it was great. I would, nobody goes on the show dreaming of winning twice. But yeah. It was still, yeah. Right. But you know, everybody wins, talks about tournament champions and stuff, but, or being Ken Jennings. But well, it's funny that you bring him up because I have a friend whose wife was on the very first day Ken was ever on. Whoa. She was close. It was a close second, I yeah. believe. But if you're going to go down, that's the way to go down. Right. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. before that long record wow. breaking. Se- se- I think it was 74 days or something. Yeah, like something like that. Wow. So, yeah. So I always thought that was fun. You know, like if you're going to go down, go down to Ken Jennings, basically. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Ted, thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. I mean, we've got our fun, dumb questions to go. And we're going to start here because there was something else that actually you left off the form, but you wanted to talk about. So we're going to start with rapid fire, Roxy. Oh, okay. 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 Are we going in order? What's happening? No, I'm, okay. I'm just randomly picking okay. one here. Well, you'll see in a second why. Okay. Sinks. Single or double? Deep double sinks. Deep double sinks. Now, what sh- he has a take on this, he said. Okay. What's your take? You can wash big pans, cookie sheets, in deep double sink bowls. Are they so wide you, as well? What's that? Are they well, wide you, as well? You, just, you can soak them vertically. Okay. Vertically. Okay, so they're deep enough where you can keep them vertical and yeah, easily yeah. clean them. Okay. Well, to be fair, the side that's most baked on is probably the one that goes in the bottom. But yeah. Now, do, right. One of these has a disposal in it, or you don't? Disposal on one of them, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this sounds like Roxy's dream sink in a way. Well, <laughs> well you said if they're imagine, big and deep just to have two of them. imagine how much bigger it would be without the partition in the middle. <laughs> I've never had a single sink, so I don't know. Okay, maybe, maybe, so you're used maybe to Maybe in an apartment in college. Yeah, so well, that's always been double the scale. only thing I think is funny is I always talk to Roxy about this is because I see a lot of people that do this where they have the nice big single sink, but then they have one of those Tupperware tubs inside of it to like soak things. That makes no sense. Well... But that's what they do. And I'm like, okay, well, that means you're a double sink person, in my opinion. But look, I get, I love our sink. We have a single big sink. And for, for a New, New York, York City, City apartment, that's, that's our it's sink money. is great. So I get it. I understand what she's saying. But I mean, if we had two of those, now again, in a New York City apartment, that would never work because counter space is. Yeah, we have an extra thousand a month. Exactly. Right, pretty exactly. Much. Well, and it's key. You know, like we even had to add an island into our. Which isn't even an island. It's more like yeah, a, it's, a, it's pushed up against the wall. Yeah, it's one of those push um, ones that you can pull out and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but we needed more counter space is yep. my point. So if we had a double sink where we are now, we would be screwed, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. My, my cousin used to live in Morningside Heights and I went over to her apartment a couple of times in New York and it's like, oh my God, right. what, you're paying you're paying what for what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh-huh. Her, her brother keeps reminding us, like, do you realize what kind of house you could have right. with the mortgage of what you're paying in rent? Yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah. we're aware. Yeah. Let's move on. Could, could you do what you do? That's other true. Place. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Let's move on. Coke or Pepsi? Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy, but my wife likes smooth. So what do we have in the house? Smooth. Oh, there we go. Now, you could, you know, grow a pair and have bowls. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. I've been married for 30 years, so I... Uh, you, you Wait, are you battles. saying I'm going to have to give up crunchy peanut butter in, like, 28 years? Like, what's happening here? Because right now, we have both. Because of the sugar, I don't need much peanut butter. Sure, so it's not, not really much of a fight on that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? Brady Bunch only because it was on more in reruns than where I lived. Ah, right. gotcha. So I watched it more. Gotcha. Although Danny Partridge is probably a pretty cool character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Danny Barducci. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Yeah. Is that his real name? Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. I ran into him. I told that story on the podcast. I ran into him at a CVS in LA one time. Or Hollywood. Didn't say anything, though. It was a little awkward. 
it was well after his he's had some problems we'll just put it that way yeah exactly speaking of running into people i actually ran into that peter jennings in the abc studios oh million <laughs> not the other peter Jennings. not the other peter jennings <laughs> right not the one that hasn't come on the loyal littles podcast yet <clears throat> hint hint yeah, is he still in japan isn't he? or is he not i have no idea i have no idea is it, is it sad that i know stuff like that yeah a little bit <laughs> but you're you're prepping for when you go on wheel of fortune i think so Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Roxy, what's next? If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Now, good question. See, see how Roxy ties it in? She's so good at that. Uh, probably Napoleon. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. It's FDR, Napoleon. Yeah, it's, it really is a tough question because I, I would say 50 people, really. It's yeah. Not- sure. Yeah, I mean, we go top three if, yeah. if, if they're stumbling because we understand, especially for like a history major, that would be Very a really difficult question to pick one. Then like Julius Caesar or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. If you could time travel, where or when would you go? Paris in the 20s. Ooh, very oh. specific. Roxy yeah. likes that. I love the roaring 20s. I was so oh, excited when 2020 started because I'm like, we're back in the roaring 20s. And, and then COVID. Nope. <laughs> right. Nobody's doing the Charleston. That's the only problem, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? Not, not during that. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. Would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize? Nobel Peace Prize, I think, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's more There's more cash that comes with it. At least directly, there's more cash. Right, right. right. And, that, and that's the reason to win. <laughs> and people who know the Loyalist Podcast well, they sense this theme of the questions. So Roxy does the good ones. And I want to know, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Speed Racer. Ooh, good. He's got mm. littles. No editing here. He's got these answers. He's yeah. either practiced or something. I don't know. All right. Well, Ted, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been fantastic. A little minor celebrity, you know, doing <laughs> all know. these game shows right? and everything. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we get in touch with you? You're on Twitter and all that? Yeah, Badgerfly on Twitter. And it's, it's a combination of where I went to school and where my wife went to school. Oh, so, okay. See, we that's also like your Skype thing and we didn't understand. Yeah. So I knew what the Badger was. What's the fly? My wife went to the University of Oh, Dayton. Flyers. Who were the Flyers? Flyers yeah. Flyers. Oh, I've been to... That's the only college basketball game I've ever been to. I, mm-hmm. My friends have season tickets mm-hmm. for the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I've done a lot of work up there. I've Yeah, I almost bought a house in Oakwood, which yeah. is right near Dayton. Yep. Many times, actually. Yeah, it's uh, a nice part of town. All right, Ted. Well, thanks for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate it. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Chuck Todd's a heretic. Oh, it's over. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with his, his shows. It's just his take on toilet paper. It's Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, as, as our first guest ever, Claire Natola said, what Chuck say? Todd's head is up his, his Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate the time. Absolutely. I enjoy every moment. Thank you. All right. All you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. This is Laurie Sayo from D.C., and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Ted, for coming on to meet the Littles. Roxy, back-to-back Jeopardy contestants. Double Jeopardy. <laughs> That's what That's it is. double jeopardy. It's totally double jeopardy. <laughs> now, Littles, just for the record, sometimes I'd say 80%, 85% of the time we go in order that we, I'd say, book these Littles to come on and record. Yeah. We all know by now we pre-record. We don't do these live or anything like that. Once in a while we go out of order. Once, Well, more than once in a while, but yeah. not too often. I, I swear we didn't set it up this way. It's no. like it's kind of the time we had back-to-back brewers. 
Remember? We yeah. had Meredith and then John. Yeah. And it's just amazing to me how, I swear, it's not by choice. I no. think one in the past, we had two lawyers back to back, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's just really odd. It's to- luck pe- of the draw. completely coincidental. But that's just crazy that we've had two back to back. And this guy did really well. Yeah. He, he won like two or three times, he uh-huh. said. Uh-huh. So I don't know. It's just very interesting. Now, to wrap up our show, Roxy, we wanted to talk. What we've been doing is... Roxy and I have these moments where we'll say something, I'll say something stupid or she'll say, I'm going to say, you might say something stupid as well yeah, or of course. whatever. And we just, we have to talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. So we started making a list, but the <laughs> list is way beyond the, what we have time to do here. Right. But we did want to scratch a few things off. The first one was I wanted to talk about, we didn't get a chance to because we dropped on the day of the Field of Dreams game. Yes. Now, last year. I was very excited. I was working, but I literally came running home Mm -hmm. and didn't get to see the whole beginning until after, you know, the thing where Kevin Costner came out and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Now, this year I was kind of working, too. I was umpiring a game and then I came home and I don't remember where you were. I was here. Okay, but you just didn't really have that much. I forgot. You forgot about it. Yeah. And I was like, can we put the Field of Dreams game on? And you were like, oh, sure. By the time we turned it on, it was already for nothing. Mm -hmm. And I... I got to be honest, I had not any interest in either of the teams, yeah. but I still put it on for a little bit. Yeah. But I think I lasted like an inning. It just wasn't, I don't know I why. Don't know, I wasn't paying attention. Honestly, <laughs> the the best times for me was coming in and out of the innings when they would do like the aerial shots. Oh yeah. It's so beautiful there. It's so beautiful. It's no, really and I cool. I do remember saying we should go, we should take a trip over yeah. there. Now your parents there. did that, right? They did. Yeah. They went in, they went through the museum, the house and everything, saw the field. Yeah. They said it was so cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like something we would be right up our alley. I would love to go. Now, this also prompted me to start doing some lurking on the Twitter watches because a lot of people were posting about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really bummed I didn't have more of an interest in it. I, I guess it was the teams because, you know, I don't really yeah. follow either of those teams. Right. Who was it? The Reds and the... It was the Reds and the Cubs. The Cubs. Yeah. So yeah. the final score, Cubs won 4-2 for those of you who... I mean, shouldn't it always be the White Sox playing against whoever? The Red. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I thought, but... Yeah. yeah, they didn't go that route. Yeah. So anyway, that's okay. I see the connection. Mm-hmm. But it did bring up a lot of lurking on Twitter where people were actually watching the movie Feel the Dreams to like celebrate or whatever, you know, just to relive it and stuff like that. Now, we didn't officially do a rewatch on this. No. But I feel like we know the movie enough because I've seen it a bazillion times. There are a couple creepy moments. Cre- a couple creepy <laughs> moments. But I got to be honest, I didn't realize there's people out there that don't like the movie, like hate the movie. Yeah, you ball your eyes out. That surprised me. Um, I'm not saying you have to love it. I'm not saying. I'm certainly not saying it's the best baseball movie of all time or anything like that. But it, it was shocking to me. I won't throw any names, but these are in some littles kind of groups. Some of these posts, and uh, one person wrote, "Feel the dreams was maudlin swill." And I'm shocked, I was shocked. And then someone else right after, it was the only film I fell asleep in. <laughs> And then someone commented that, well, it is about baseball, right? Okay, I get that. I get that baseball is not the most exciting, you know, it's not NFL smashing football. It's not like football. the sport. It's in these movies, it's the characters, the storyline, the what's happening that's getting them on the field or off the field or just well, around the field. Well, that's what surprised me because I thought, I mean, I'm sorry, great movie. I mean, come on. Dad, you want to have a catch? So, you know, that whole so, moment. James Earl Jones' brilliant monologue yeah, at right, the end of the movie. People right. will come. People will come, Ray. Well, like I said, I was just shocked, honestly. Like I said, I know it's not everyone's favorite movie or anything, but I was just some of the comments for... Harsh? Hey, everyone's allowed to have their opinions. That's fine. Harsh to Um, you? Well, (laughs) 
I don't know. I always thought that was one of it was, the... It's like a quintessential baseball yeah. movie, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't like baseball, I could see where. But yeah. I also feel like even if you don't like baseball, the whole father-son, the whole coming together and just everything at the end. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... I don't I, know. I'm just surprised. But, you know, it's fair. All right. So now the next thing is Roxy and I finally finished our wedding thank yous. <laughs> We think if we forgot anyone, we're sorry. Not that many people on here would know that. But Chuck finally had some time because I wasn't working to help you finish these. You did. You know, for most of these, I'm full disclosure, half of these, you just see my signature because Roxy's the one that took the time to actually fill these out. Right. And so I thank you for that. Sure. But no now problem. that I had some time and we had to finish a good chunk left and I was like, we have to get these done because it's been almost three months. And <laughs> I think that's within the rules. I don't know. Someone, I don't know. Someone, you heard a year. Someone told me a year. I, d- I disagree with that. Well, it's like, what if you go on your honeymoon right away? Now, that's not really an excuse for us because we haven't gone on our honeymoon yet. But, right. you know, it's true. I like, no, I, I think a couple months is fair. Yeah. But once you start getting past the two, three months, I think that's just rude in my opinion. But, I mean, everyone has their own reasoning for whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, it was important to me to get these done. And oh, so me I was too. Like, let's, they, let's it get was these hanging done. over my head. The reason I'm bringing this up is not just to announce our success <laughs> was Chuck here found out. And it, I, you know, I've been finding this. I'll, I'll do all these. We sent gifts to our supporters mm-hmm. and we also always do something for the Meet, Meet the, the Littles, Littles guest. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important. And I've gotten actually feedback on this, positive feedback. So I'm glad we do it. Very impressed. They were impressed by the handwritten notes. I always handwrite the notes. I never just type it up. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not. It's not a form. Or anything like that, that we just hit print and sign our names. You know, thanks for coming on the Loyalist podcast. No, we always like to add a little something personal or just something to show our appreciation. Yeah. Right? Okay. My point of this is that I've discovered, and I'm wondering if it's the technology and the fact that I hardly ever write now. Everything's on computer. Everything's email. Everything's... When's the last time I wrote a letter? Okay? My penmanship is horrible. Yeah. Like, to the point, not so... It's not just the penmanship. It's the misspelling of words. Yep. It's the... Forgetting s- letters. Skipping letters. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know why that is. Is that because of the autofill on the typing? Um, I, I honestly don't know. I don't typically use that feature, so I don't really know what my excuse is. Oh, but really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because mine yeah. usually just automatically does it. You hit the button, and it just right. it knows what you're trying to type. And that's great. The technology right. is amazing. Yeah. However, I don't know if that's stems back to when I'm now writing where I'm skipping letters and leaving letters out. Yeah. I mean, listen. You're not alone. This was so bad that there were a couple that I wrote over, I want to say three or four times because I was so embarrassed. Yeah. Now there's, that's the part of it. You want it to look nice and you want it to look personable, Mm -hmm. but then you don't want to be embarrassed by missing letters and misspelling things (laughs) and just bad penmanship. Yeah. I don't know. I'm shocked. No, it's definitely a thing. I, I've tried to, write in cursive again from time to time and even that it takes me a while and come to find out they're not even teaching that in school anymore which well you had said that blows my mind but it does blow my mind but i guess i mean i guess we're heading into a we're in a place where they won't really need it anymore world although what was the person was it mary faye randolph that said the thing where she was telling them about well if you you want to be a professional athlete right yeah yeah she would tell them she's like well how are you going to sign your autograph if right. you don't write cursive? You right. know, well, I guess you could just print it, but that's not really a signature. Draw an X. Draw an X. <laughs> but no, it was a good point. It was a really good point in yeah. that it, it encouraged, encouraged students, students to, to, to learn cursive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do better so that they could eventually sign autographs. Right. So. All right. And then one more. I, I feel like we need a name for this segment. We're going to have to come up with something. Uh, this part could be a tiny little suggestion. We haven't done that in a long time. Chuck and Roxy's talking points. <laughs> 
Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> well, all right. So Chuck plays a lot of softball, and we have a new sponsor this year for one of our softball teams. Yeah. It's called Harlem Public. Mm-hmm. For those of you who care, great it's bar. Great bar, 149th and Broadway yep. in Manhattan. And so last week, we the team went up and went to support them, mm-hmm. and we ordered lots of food and beverages yep. and things like that. Well, one of these things was a grilled cheese. Now, before we go into that, I don't know if they use mayonnaise or butter. I don't know. <laughs> However, what I do know, because I saw it, was it came out with Doritos inside the sandwich. What kind of Doritos? I've heard regular, and then I also heard Cool Ranch. I like both. Okay, right, of course. But this made me think of you right away, because don't you do that crazy, horrible thing where you put potato chips on your peanut butter it's and jelly? It's not crazy and horrible. <laughs> it's delicious. Okay. Not nutritious, and it is but peanut very butter and jelly, good. right? Yes. Now, you don't put potato chips on your grilled cheese, though, right? No, I don't typically eat grilled cheese. Oh, okay. Okay, so I love cheese, but there's something about the melted cheese in a grilled cheese that I don't like. But I like melted cheese on nachos. You And yeah, you're right, because you don't even eat cheeseburgers. No. You don't like melted cheese on many things, but you do like melted cheese on nachos. Oh, do I? Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right. Would you try Doritos on I would peanut try butter that. and jelly? Sure, but I'd probably prefer regular Lay's potato chips. Right. However, I think I would try grilled cheese with Doritos. Well, this place also has a peanut butter hamburger. Now, I don't what? know if it's crunchy or smooth. I don't know. I'm not trying probably it. Smooth. I'm not smooth. Tr- probably, but I'm not trying it. I mean, it just sounds gross to me. So what is it? You've got peanut butter, a burger, and jelly? I have no idea. I, we didn't. No one ordered one of those. But oh. they, multiple people ordered the grilled cheese with the Doritos inside. Okay. So that's what I was bringing this up for because it's right up your alley with the peanut butter and jelly. So, yeah. I was, so you don't do it with grilled cheese, but you don't really eat grilled cheese a lot. No, but like okay. I said, I would try a grilled cheese with Doritos on it. At this place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or right. I could just make my own in my air fryer. That's true. You could. But uh, it's at Harlem Public. Yeah. Good bar. Very generous sponsors for our softball team this year. Yeah, the shirts are nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just got our shirts and everything. Yep. So uh, yep. it's interesting. I don't ever think I would ever try that. I went with the pulled pork sandwich or something that like that. That sounds good, too. I, yeah. Oh, it was delicious. It mm-hmm. was delicious. Okay, Roxy. And then one more topic that we will tease for next time is Roxy finally used the mandolin. Is that what it's called? Yep. And I still have all 10 fingers Spoiler and all 10 alert. toes. Spoiler We said we were going to tease it. You can't tell them you have all your fingers and toes. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll use it again and I'll <laughs> have right. a different number next time. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I was angry. I was really, all right, I won't say angry. I was really bummed that I wasn't here for it. It was probably better because you probably would have lost a finger or a toe if I was here. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I'm dying to use this thing, but I'm not really allowed to. No, you you can. I, it's Well, I, but I have problems with just knives. I know. Not big much red. Less, I mean, she calls it Big Red because it's gotten me like twice. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway. but <laughs> We'll talk about it. Have some recipes or something. Yeah. I'm maybe I'll what slice some it. cheese and Melt make it. a grilled cheese. Maybe. And- <laughs> I doubt it. All right, Roxy. Time to get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can just go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, all is on there. And remember, if you happen to listen to us on Apple and iTunes, don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. Those are always nice. Once again, thank you, Patrick Smith, Smitty Scoop, for coming on for five mediocre minutes. And thank you, Ted Keniston, for coming on to Meet the Littles. And thank you, Ed Butt, George Malay, and Laurie Aseo for our bumpers this episode. And another little quick shout out, Roxy has been doing some editing again. So I have been. So Roxy helped mm-hmm. out with this episode. I really appreciate that and want to give full credit where credit's due, Roxy. Thank you. Nice job. And as always, Roxy, if you need some fog-free eyewear, go to fogfreeeyewear.com. And Chuck, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. <laughs>
That softball league I was just talking about. We actually just bought eight of those. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we used the code. LLPOD. So don't forget to use the code, people. Bye. Chuck Todd, his head is up his Uranus. Little lump of clay, I'm gonna stomp you flat Different every day as I give you a pet Silently you lay and wait to be a scrub you Pound you out to make you darker shades of grey Laugh it off, I live to structure your decay Nothing's what I'm meaning to you anyway podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. That's whole levels of weird. Oh, yeah.